and welcome to Pod's Own Country, the Yorkshire Post political podcast. I'm Jerry Scott, the Yorkshire Post Westminster correspondent, and today we're tackling an issue that we've long reported on at the Yorkshire Post and actually have been, I wouldn't say a lone voice, but one voice within a very small group of um, of media reporting on this issue, and that's the loan charge. And um, look, before you switch off, you need to listen to this. It's really important. And actually, it's ruining people's lives. And there have been seven suicides in relation to this. Um, my panel today is Greg Wright, the Yorkshire Post Deputy Business Editor, Greg Mulholland, who is a former MP and now a campaigner on this issue, and Wolf Dette, who's a um, victim of the loan charge. And look, let's let's have a look and see what they have to say. Right, I'm so excited about this part of the podcast, and not because it's something that uh, is kind of fun to talk about, actually. It's the complete opposite. This is an issue that we've been covering, my colleague Greg, who we'll speak to in a minute, has been covering at the Yorkshire Post for a long time, and there's been massive impacts. And look, I'm not an expert on this, on this loan charge, which is what it's called. So I'm going to jump straight in and um, bring in Greg Wright, who's um, who's our Deputy Business Editor, to talk a bit about this. Um, Greg, I mean, for, for listeners who have no idea what the loan charge even is, they're like, what what on earth are you talking about? Can you give us, I guess, a bit of background about what, what this issue is and what you've been doing for the last however many years on it? Well, in 2019, uh, Jerry, I became aware of a large number of honest, law-abiding taxpayers who had been hit by incredible, life-changing tax bills after acting on professional advice to get their tax affairs in order. Now, what had happened, I think it was in 2016, um, the government at the time were trying to um, stop what they regard as a form of tax avoidance, which is people being paid in the form of loans, which they didn't have to repay as as a mechanism uh, for avoiding tax. Mm. Now, what had actually happened in the previous years, and I think continues today, is that you have many people, often in the public sector, often on low low wages, who act on professional advice and then get, get involved in schemes which are similar to this and which the government and, and HMRC have referred to as disguised remuneration schemes. The key point here is that people did not get involved in these schemes with the intention of avoiding tax. Far from it. In my experience, and I, I've been contacted by dozens, I think hundreds of people over the last two years, people acted on professional advice. Often there were local workers in the NHS, people on, on quite you know, low wages in many cases because they needed to get their tax affairs in order. They went to respected professionals. And in some cases, it was actually a condition of employment that they had to take these, these, these sums out. And I know that um, a lot of work has been carried out by MPs and parliamentarians who are concerned about this issue found that in, in many cases, particularly in the public sector, people had no idea that they were, were subject to loan schemes. And then uh, two years ago, many of these people were hit with colossal sums. And we're talking about life-changing sums. I, I was talking to a nurse last year who was hit with a £100,000 tax bill, which he somehow has to pay off. Yesterday, oh I was talking to a gentleman in his 70s who, again, acted on professional advice, was told these schemes were completely above board and legitimate, and now has been hit with a £70,000 tax bill, which he simply can't pay off. The issue here, obviously, is that people were acting ethically in terms of acting on advice to take up these schemes. And now they and they alone are being hit with the, the penalty 
the loan charge. Whereas the people who promoted these schemes, the people who persuaded them quite aggressively to take out these schemes and gave them lots of assurances, some might say false assurances about these schemes, are completely free and have not faced any kind of sanction whatsoever. Now, in 2019, there was an outcry about this and hundreds of MPs joined the loan charge all party parliamentary group um, because there was such a a large number of people who were in serious distress. In fact, seven suicides were reported to the loan charge APPG in the last parliament. And I met, I had the privilege of meeting Gail, whose father sadly died by suicide, who was facing the loan charge. And speaking to Gail and meeting her face to face, I was just overwhelmed by the sheer misery, human misery, this, this policy is inflicted on honest people. In 2019, the, there was a, a review was announced by Sir Amos Morse, uh, sorry, by Boris Johnson's government, which was had the aim of looking into loan charge policy because of the outcry and the concerns about the way it was affecting people. Now, the Morse review found that the design and delivery of the loan charge didn't get the balance right between tackling tax avoidance and protecting the rights of taxpayers, and in some cases, it caused serious distress to the individuals affected. Uh, the Morse Review also said that there was what he describes a public interest in preventing the use of loan schemes to avoid tax. It also upheld the principle of taxpayers being responsible for their tax affairs. But what the Morse Review concluded was that it simply went too far. You had this 20-year look-back period. So people were basically facing um, sums which dated back from the turn of the century. And also, it identified failings in the way that HMRC uh, enforce this policy, which fell short of the standards the public has a right to accept, particularly in cases where life-changing sums of money are at stake. So that was what happened in 2019. The government accepted most of the recommendations of the review, but this it still left a large number of people facing these tax bills. The issue for me is fundamentally around justice. I'm not a tax expert, but mm-hmm. what I have I've had over the last two years are Almost on a daily basis, people contacting me with heartbreaking stories, telling me the same story. I was told that these schemes, they say, were HMRC compliant. I was told these schemes were approved by QC. When I queried the schemes, I was told they were completely above board. And then suddenly I was hit by a life-changing tax bill. It's, it's about lots of things, this issue. It's about the rule of law. It's about retrospective taxation. But it's fundamentally, to me, it's a human story about honest people who are faced with a terrible dilemma. And sadly, as we found from the work of the the parliamentarians in the last parliament, seven people did die by suicide. Yeah, look, I think you're right, Greg. I think this is a fundamentally human story. And, um, you know, I'm not a tax expert either. And I think um, it's really important that we're talking about this today because not many people, I think, are reporting on it. And I know you've won awards for your reporting. So that's, it's really great to have you on. Look, I don't want it to get confusing for people because we've got two Gregs with us um, today. I'm going to bring in um, Greg um, Baholland, who's a former MP and is now one of these campaigners that um, that our Greg has just been talking about. Does that mirror your experience, Greg, the, the kind of stories you've heard? Yes, it's very similar It was actually towards the end of 2017 and early 2018 that I began to see tweets initially about this thing called the the loan charge and Mm -hmm. the fact that there were people who were setting up Twitter accounts um, and reporting on, you know, a real injustice and a a sense of HMRC, a a branch of government, 
um, behaving in a, a very worrying way. And I think the reason that they perhaps picked up on what I was doing is that I was at the time helping a group um, who were actually victims, um, are victims of fraud. And the fraud um, involved um, them being also hit with huge tax bill, despite actually being defrauded of their, their money. And that's one of the extraordinary things in this country. Um, there is no responsibility on our uh, our tax authority to take into account these sorts of circumstances. In the US, for example, um, if someone's a victim of fraud, then they're not liable for any tax that uh, arises as a result of that fraud. We don't have that in, in this country. And I think that's one of the many things that this uh, this series of events has shown is wrong. So I began to look more and more at the loan charge, just like Greg. You know, I'm not a tax expert. I think I've learned more about tax and tax law in the last couple of years than I've ever learned. But again, when I first met with people from the loan charge action group, I said, you know, this is not a, an issue of tax. This is an issue of injustice and to campaign to try to challenge that. That's exactly what we need to do. But I think the other thing, alongside the injustice which Greg has so powerfully communicated, and I too have met Gail, and I was there at the extraordinary meeting um, as part of the loan charge inquiry by the loan charge um, APPG, where Gail and her sister gave evidence, and the whole room, the MPs um, and, and others, were in tears. It was a quite uh, extraordinary and deeply moving moment, which showed the human impact of um, a, a terrible policy. And I think that's the other part of this scandal. The other side of this scandal, and it is what's now known as the loan charge scandal, is this was a very badly thought through policy that seemed, frankly, to deliberately ignore the inevitable consequences. Um, and there has been um, the most appalling behaviour from officials and, in some cases, ministers who have consistently misled Parliament over the issue. Um, and it's also, I'm afraid, exposed. And bear in mind, I was in Parliament for 12 years and was a, a campaigning MP through that time. Um, I'm deeply shocked by what I've seen and the way that it is completely normal, completely standard for senior, very highly paid officials within HMRC to deliberately set out to mislead. And that's what they've done. And then ministers will repeat the deception straight to MPs and do so consistently. And that is deeply, deeply troubling. You know, there's a lot wrong with our political system, as well as there being an awful lot to be proud in our democracy. But the loan charge scandal, I'm afraid, has really exposed that there are fundamental problems. There are huge weaknesses with how we scrutinise um, parts of government, and particularly HMRC. They are not properly scrutinised. They are accountable to no one in reality because they're supposed to be accountable to the Treasury, who then frankly act um, all too often simply as their mouthpiece. So there are real flaws in our system here, and I'm afraid we are seeing tens of thousands of people who are now being the victim of that. And the only thing that they can do to fight back is through the power of campaigning, through coming together, through forming an action group, through then lobbying good MPs who will take up these issues, and thankfully also through the power of campaigning journalism. And I think we've also seen in this whole scandal how hugely important, you know, in this day and age, how hugely important campaigning journalism also remains. 
absolutely absolutely and look i'm going to come back to both of you um to to kind of dig into those issues a bit more but we've you've both said and i completely agree that really this is a human kind of story of injustice at at the very heart of it and you know we do have um someone who has been impacted by this with us so well thank you so much for for coming on today and kind of telling us about your experiences does that kind of you know what you've heard now is that kind of the background that you know about and what 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 has your kind of experience been well thank you for having me Uh, it's exactly as explained Uh, i mean there's so so many numbers that gets quoted in regards to the loan charts uh, the numbers, the number that people owe, uh, the amount of people damaged by this. Uh, there's a lot of uh, um, statements from Parliament to try and mislead us as being wealthy individuals. And the reality of mm-hmm. it is that we're all in numerous industries uh, in, in the country, just normal workers. And the best way to explain this, because this thing is backdated or, or retrospectively implemented, it is years upon years of extra tax that you uh, would never be aware of or would have set aside in any way. So in effect, it doesn't matter what you earned uh, while you were on these schemes, it's going to be more than a 100% of a year's salary that you're going to be hit with, no matter who you are. And if you think about that in context of, of an individual who in the world would be able to pay more than a year's salary back without devastating consequences to them financially and that's that's the issue with this thing it's it's just it's an impossible thing to to counter unless you were exceptionally lucky in context of actually beginning something where you've um, increased your earnings with four times or five times and you're able to justify it but um, I'm pretty sure uh, the the creator of Facebook is not one of them um, that's on this uh, in the loan charge scandal. So the reality of it, no, none of us are able able to pay this. And I mean, for me personally, this I was hit with this in the middle of the pandemic. So I didn't have any awareness of this until then. Because um, as Greg uh, alluded to previously, the promoters were very aggressive. And whenever you had any um, doubts in your mind about it and reach out to them, you would very aggressively be be counted with um, facts and statements and, and stating and and the other reality of it is is that due to their charges and things the difference between what you paid out towards them and what the the tax would have been wasn't far off from each other so it's it's not something that you would recognize based on on the amounts that that you received so mm-hmm. when this hit me in the middle of the pandemic i got a letter for a demand for fifty thousand pounds and to bring it in context, we, me and my wife also own a hair and beauty salon, which we've built up in the last 13 years. And we've literally hedged everything we had to, to be able to set up this business with 10 employees. So when the pandemic hit, we had 10 people we were responsible for. And we, we paid them 100% furlough from day one because we knew it would be quite impactful to them also. But right mm-hmm. in the middle of trying to get funding to be able to survive this whole thing, I got this demand out of nowhere stating I had to pay them within 30 days. And my, my whole world fell apart because these letters are written in such a way that firstly, you believe you're a criminal or, or like 
that you're in such severe trouble and there's no way out. And the whole thing's structured to to make you think there's, there's simply no other way out of this thing as to pay the money over immediately, not that anyone who receives this demand has £50,000 um, lying around. So I, I just shut down completely mentally and emotionally. And uh, I, I mean, I'm just thankful my wife um, supported me through this. Um, I, I was very open with her from the start. A lot of the victims aren't because it's such a devastating amount. They don't want to share it with their with their partners uh, just because mm-hmm. uh, of the impact it has on you. But when it hit me, I just broke down completely. Um, it is it is an unexplainable thing to 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 tell people because it's not just the financial consequence of it. The reality of it is that for me to be able to pay that money would either mean um, bankruptcy or, or somehow getting rid of everything that I've ever built up over the last 20 years. Uh, the reality of it is in context of the pandemic, that second part is, is irrelevant anyway. You wouldn't be able to do that. So the only option you would have is to end up in, in bankruptcy. And the reality of bankruptcy is that nine-tenths of the jobs in the UK, you won't, you won't be allowed to do anymore if you if you go bankrupt. So not only are you going to lose everything, but you're going to lose your ability to earn an income, which was why it was such an emotional rollercoaster to get to get over. Um, when I broke down, I started Googling and reaching out and I, and I found the Loan Charge Action Group and uh, the support group there actually contacted me immediately when I reached out. And they're the ones that actually talked me down and, and gave me all the support I need. And the funny thing about it or the sad thing about it is that they're victims themselves. So the only people mm. in this whole saga that really supports you and helps people in in context of a problem created uh, by the government or the the victims themselves. They're the the only ones that's reaching out and helping people and going above and beyond. We're not getting any any traction from from other areas. So through that process, I I started um, fighting it and getting involved in all all the different avenues at the moment that, that there is. But for me it was so intense that i was diagnosed with ptsd afterwards by a doctor and my hormone production shut down and i'm going to be on hormone replacement therapy for the rest of my life due to this because the stress of it was just such a such a insane um thing that i've gone through i mean i've I've never experienced anything like this and I've, i've had i've experienced a lot of hardship in my life but the reality is from where I, I came from, I mean, my accent probably gave it away, but uh, I was born in South Africa. And mm-hmm. where we came from, we originally fled there or, or left there, not only for the crime aspect, but due to the lack of rule of law and all those things. But even with the lack of rule of law, how I grew up, you, you always have this uh, um, understanding or, 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 or view that institutions are there to protect you. And there are, are things governing them. So you'll always be protected in a sense if you if you keep to the law. But all of a sudden, I'm in this developed country that I came over, which I've worked in for the last 20 years countlessly to, to build something up. And the very institutions that's supposed to be there to protect me are, are pursuing me as a criminal, um, attacking me, effectively trying to, to ruin every single aspect of my life. 
And then as soon as you start getting into the details, you you start seeing that not a single promoter has been pursued to date. In fact, some of these promoters are so closely aligned with, with government, they're getting PPE contracts left and right. So they're even getting even wealthier in the process than this. Um, so it's it's just, it, it makes, it, it's a life-changing effect to, on you because the reality of it is all of a sudden you've seen behind the door. So as Greg said previously, all those gaps in context of our democracy and how parliament works and stuff, all of those things started surfacing. And mm. all of a sudden, sudden you start seeing all of this. So one of the things that that's, in, that's really upsetting me every time now is because I am now aware that government actually has behavioral insight psychologists that, that uh, create nuggets and stuff to pursue or pursue, uh, persuade people to to go in specific directions. Is that you start picking this up in everything, and, and all of a sudden you you start wondering, well, am I am I being manipulated left and right? So you you start creating, you start getting anxiety on every aspect of of your life being. Um, being being manipulated in this way and it's it's a mm. terrible way to live apart from the fact that you're being pursued for this uh, unconceivable amounts of money and, and stuff so the impact of this for so many of the victims uh, and i'm part of of the community if, if you want to call it a community but we've 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 become one um in a sense and it is it is horrific what is this what this is doing to people because not everybody is at the same position so like greg said a lot of people already retired so imagine you worked your whole life you actually had tax advisors and accountants that's accredited which you went to and 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 help you for the for your accounting and you get to the end of your career and 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 you're going into retirement and all of a sudden you're being hit by amounts that would bankrupt you and take everything that you've worked for for your life i mean how 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 do you deal with that mentally how can anyone deal with that mentally it's it's just it's an absurd notion in in every aspect and it is. And, and you know i think it's such a that's such a powerful kind of human testimony and thank you so much for for giving it i mean i what's up one of the bits i'm particularly interested in as well is you know both of the of the gregs um said you know that these schemes were marketed as being hmrc compliant was that your experience as well it was uh, for me i mean the the way i ended up in these things is i, I moved into contracting uh, a couple of years ago and when i moved into it uh, I asked uh, my peers in, in, in the industry I'm working in on, on what's the way to do it or the best way to do it. And they gave me the contact for these, or they reached out to these people and they came to me and they did their whole pitch. And the pitch is always, it's 100% compliant, it's accurate. And every single question you may have in, in context of it gets answered with laws, gets answered with uh, quoted accreditations. And not only that, the, uh, the accountant that these promoters have um, that that does all your work for they're accredited so they're part of all the corporate all the regulatory bodies uh, in the UK so when you sit there no matter what industry you are in and you look at this and you go well it's legit how can it not be it's got all of these things towards it 
But the reality of it is that there's no responsibility for the promoters. There's no responsibility for the accountants with it. And I, I was reading because I've also now started to become a tax expert due to being pushed in this position. And that, that's even worse than all of it. You don't want to be that you become that at all. Um, but the reality of it is the UK tax law is 12 times the size of the Bible. So it is an impossible amount of informa information to digest, even if it is your uh, expertise or your, your industry that you're working in. But what this whole thing has shown is that HM Revenue and the Treasury sees every single citizen in this country as responsible for actually, in, in effect, knowing that law and implementing that um, the tax law. Uh, 100%. And not only that, not only should they know it and implement it 100%, but they should do it as what HM Revenue perceives it. Because HM Revenue's perception of the law isn't in fact the actual law. Hence why we were denied the access to the courts and things in the beginning with, with the loan charge. Because it's simply it's simply their perception or or their view of the law which they're so aggressively implementing on top of us, the the normal citizens. And I think that's such an important point, actually. And um, I'm, I'm going to ask um, Greg to come in from the campaigning side here. Is that not kind of the whole point, Greg? That you know, people these are normal people. This isn't kind of like Amazon dodging tax. Is that is that kind of the whole point of this, really? <laughs> It, it is indeed, and I think that's one of the, the huge frustrations. And I'm, I'm afraid I think it also aligns with other things that people are seeing and rightly getting angry with in this country. There's a sense that there really is one rule for some and one rule for others. Mm. At the same time where everybody knows, ministers know, HMRC knows that there are huge corporations run by billionaires who are not paying the right amount of tax. Um, these were people who took professional advice. You know, the, the, everyone says, you know, you must take professional advice from a tax advisor, from accountant. That's what people did, and they were advised. And HMRC knew this was going on. They failed to properly warn people. Um, but I think it's what's happened since. And the fact um, that, as Wolf has mentioned, that there are some extremely rich and very well-connected people who are known. They are known to have been involved, to have uh, owned companies who have openly, and, and indeed even now are openly promoting um, and operating schemes of, of a similar nature that further down the line will get people into trouble. And they are still saying that they are compliant. They're still saying that they are fine. And if you look at the glossy brochures that they produce, any ordinary person, particularly when this is backed up by a professional advisor, will think that this is legitimate. Um, and I'm afraid that the sense of injustice is made worse, first of all, when the people who profited hugely from operating these schemes have not been asked to pay a penny of the disputed tax. And let's be clear, it is still disputed tax. It's never been proven in law that tax is due on many of these schemes. Um, whilst people are being pushed to the point of bankruptcy, to the point, indeed, awfully, of, of suicide. Now, that's wrong, and I'm afraid you see a branch of government, and we all accept that people should pay tax, including huge corporations, as well as businesses and individuals. But the way that HMRC and, indeed, government policy has so ruthlessly and callously targeted people who were clearly missold, were clearly misled, 
um, and, and has no qualms about ruining their lives and indeed pushing people to the point of taking their own lives whilst doing nothing about well-connected, very rich people who were involved. I'm afraid that that is quite disgusting and that's why people have every right to be angry and even people who are not affected or don't understand the loan charge they should be angry about that too because it shows an awful lot that's wrong in our system it does and you said something really scary there actually so these schemes are still being promoted to people are they yes i think the you know as i was in parliament for 12 years i was involved in scrutinizing legislation um, and, you know, that's one of the most important roles. And it is frustrating when you see bad legislation. And I think the the, the biggest and, and worst indictment for the loan charge is that it was supposed to stop the promotion of these schemes, to stop the selling of these schemes, to stop them operating. And, you know, we would all hope that they would stop operating so no further victims are sucked into using them and facing the, the awful consequences that, that come later but it has singularly and spectacularly failed all you need to do is go on to the internet and type in um, contractor freelancer and take home pay and you'll see um, several schemes openly marketing advertising and saying this is an easy way to do it it's compliant it's legal they are operating hmrc are not shutting them down and i'm afraid to use the the phrase I think that was probably first used by the House of Lords Economic Affairs Committee, who have been the only branch of, of Parliament actually who really got stuck into this issue alongside the loan charge APPG and some excellent um, MPs and peers. Um, they said that HMRC has taken the decision to cherry pick the low hanging fruit. They have gone after the individual because the individual has no possibility of defending themselves, can't defend themselves against the state, and that it's the state that's pursuing them with all their powers and with the taxpayer funding, and then with um, civil servants on very large salaries who openly mislead Parliament, who openly and willfully mislead Parliament, and they know they are doing it. They may deny it, but they know they are doing it to cover their own tracks, to cover HMRC's failure, to cover the way this awful policy was brought in um, ignoring the inevitable consequences. And the whole thing is a scandal, and that's why one of the things the loan charge APPG has and will continue to call for is an overall investigation, an overall investigation into this whole matter, because there are things that have come out of this that mean that there are things wrong in our system and we need to see changes to stop this ever happening again. Yeah, absolutely. And look, Greg, right, I know that... Um... You speak to the government really well, as regularly as you as you kind of can about this. Although not on Twitter, as I understand, uh, that not everyone will talk to you about it on the, on Twitter. But um, what what is their excuse for this? What is that? What do they say when you say to them, "Why aren't you going?" You know, after the promoters, after the marketers, what do they say to you? Well, I think it's hard to understand why action isn't being taken, to be completely honest with you. I, I think the issue, and, and please correct me, um, other speakers, if I'm wrong on this, is that they claim it's hard to prove that the promoters were being dishonest when they're selling these schemes in terms of the evidence. I mean, to me, I, I can't understand why evidence hasn't been, uh, you know, action hasn't been taken against them. The last time I was in touch with um, the government about this, um, this was in connection with the, the House of Lords. Now, the the House of Lords Economic Affairs Finance Bill subcommittee has been really active in terms of challenging HMRC's response to the Morse review on this. Now, HMRC told me last week, and this is, these are their words, they said um, that 
HMRC is reporting on the action they've taken to successfully implement all the 19 accepted recommendations of the Independent Loan Charge Review. Um, the spokesman said, anyone who thinks they'll have problems paying the loan charge can ask HMRC for a time to pay arrangement. And they also said that HMRC remains committed to ensuring that everyone pays the tax they owe, including tackling the marketing and use of disguised remuneration tax avoidance schemes. Now, I have to say that when I read the letter from the House of Lords to um, HMRC, they were clearly not impressed with what they're doing. I spoke to Lord Bridges of Headley, who's the chair of the House of Lords Economic Affairs Finance Bill Subcommittee. And there's two points to make here. Firstly, we talked about the suffering to innocent people. Secondly, as, as Greg has mentioned as well, these schemes are still going ahead. We've got situations here where workers who are placing their lives in danger to rejoin the NHS to help find COVID are being targeted by promoters of these schemes. So these people are basically risking their lives to save the lives of thousands of people. And these people will be the victims of the future. It's absolutely outrageous. Lord Bridges told me that he wants to see some proper results. And promoters shouldn't be able to shut themselves down and start another scheme, which is what's been happening. And he doesn't want to see what he describes as a whack-a-mole policy. In other words, where you find one promoter and then you just take action against them. But it's not hard to find. I mean, you, you can find these schemes. All you have to do is do a Google search and they're there. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, why on earth isn't action being taken against these people? Because what we've got here is a tragedy of today, but also potentially a tragedy of tomorrow, because more people are being um, lured into these schemes. And then on the back of that, they presumably at some point in the future will be pursued by, by the taxman. And then the agony continues again. It is actually one of the most shocking stories I've ever covered in all my years in journalism, because to me, it is so clear who the people are who are perpetrating these schemes. They're in plain sight. The evidence of harm is overwhelming. There are hundreds of um, cases um, compared to the loan charge or party parliamentary group. And the, the evidence is causing harm is overwhelming. And the loan charge APPG, it must be said, was one of the biggest groups of its kind. And I think it is incredible to me that although the government did obviously implement the Morse review, which did make some changes, it seems incredible to me that, that this is not really getting more attention to this whole issue because it is a scandal. It's a scandal that's going to keep on going until there's wholesale um, attacks on the people behind these schemes. Another thing Lord Bridges said as well is we need to think about the whole issue of tax policy and the way in which people work these days because there's, there's big changes going on here. And he says mm -hmm. we need to look at the underlying issues that are stimulating demand for these schemes, such as taxation, but also the growth of the gig economy. And he said, and I can't argue with these, these are the words of Lord Bridges, it's hardworking, law-abiding people who are caught up in these schemes. And I couldn't put it better than that, to be completely honest with you. And that is why the loan charge is a sign of a bigger issue in terms of the issue around taxation, the changes in working behaviour, but also the ethical behaviour of advisors. If you're supposed to have advisors who are professionals, surely they must face some sanction for unethical behaviour. So at so many levels, this is a scandal which sadly uh, shows no sign of ending. And we do need to, as a, as, a, as a media and as MPs and parliamentarians and campaigners, continue to highlight the real fundamental issues which are causing harm for so many people. Yeah, absolutely. And Will, if you had something you wanted to add there. Yeah, it's just to emphasise that part of it. The, the reality of this whole issue is that tax law in this country is not fit for purpose on, on how tax has changed or how people work has changed, as Greg just said. But rather than 
adapting it, simplifying it, and actually looking to a real solution for it, what they're doing is they're trying to fit the gig economy into these tax laws and punishing you for it. So the wider issue, if you think about things like IR35 that's coming through, they they keep on quoting that people should be paying the, the adequate amount of tax. But what, in fact, they're doing because they're trying to force people into these uh, old tax laws that, that's not fit for purpose is they're eliminating industries, meaning there's blanket, blanket bans happening. So most of the companies I work for are offshoring all of their employment, contract employment or, or, or any of those sorts. Um, contracting as, as the sorts is dying out completely um, in the country. So we, we're literally, we're making ourselves uncompetitive through this, um, quoting, saying that we're going to get more tax in, and the reality is we're going to get less tax in because we're killing our industries. We, we're killing our innovation, and and we, we just, we're just we're solving for the wrong question. The, the question is not uh, why people don't fit in, into the tax law. The question that needs solving is why don't we change the tax law to fit uh, how we work these days uh, in, a, in a modern society? Uh, that's that's the issue. Mm, so it's not just bad and devastating for the individual. Actually, it's bad for the for the system as well, and kind of the whole whole yeah the whole setup. The whole thing feels like they, there's no there's no afterthought in this at all. They keep on quoting, say we're going to bring in, we're going to bring in three billion this year by by bankrupting these hundred and five thousand individuals affected by this. But the reality of it is, what happens to those individuals after they're bankrupt? They're less competitive. They can't work. So they get they most of them will fall part of the system and need to be supported in the future. While if you had implemented this correctly and and, and actually dealt with the issue, you would have one hundred and five thousand active workers that would continue to contribute to the economy that would have continued to pay taxes over the next 20 years and who knows who knows who, who would have found what type of company or innovation between that population that would have elevated the UK even higher um, in context of the world but it's just there's no foresight there's no thought about this at all yeah I think so look we've heard loads about this today and I think we could speak about it for for ages because it's so detailed and but it's also so important and the impact the real life impact is something that I really think we've got across today I mean um Greg let's go to you first what what would your message be to to you know the government maybe or whoever whoever you think really needs to be targeted to this what would you say to them if you could today well, my message, and this would be a message that would go to, to Jim Harrow, um, Mary Aston, Ruth Stanier, senior officials in HMRC, to, to Jesse Norman, the minister responsible, and indeed to the, the, the chancellor, but uh, particularly to, to Jesse Norman and those officials. And that is to say that, you know, surely everyone who goes into public service and into politics wants to uh, change things for the better. And doesn't want to cause huge misery and distress unfairly for people. But that's exactly what has happened. I do really wonder how some of those people look themselves in the mirror whilst um, continuing to parrot propaganda that they know, frankly, um, is misleading. But I would ask them to actually look at the evidence, to actually, if they can, have the courage to meet with people, to sit down and meet and find out the reality of how people ended up being missold these schemes and the misery it's causing them 
because it is not in this country's interest. It's not in the, the exchequer's interest, the taxpayer's interest to have so many people bankrupted, so many people facing mental breakdown, and indeed, sadly, some people killing themselves. None of those people will ever pay tax again. So this is really about tax. Understand the reality of this policy and change course before it's too late. Come to a better way of doing this to stop promoters, but to stop persecuting people who followed advice, who didn't mean to, uh, to, to get in the situation that they're in. Understand that, show some humanity and put some justice at the heart of your thinking. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And Greg, right, I suppose we're going to keep uh, keep on the issue and you're going to keep writing about it. What's your what's your message to, to those in, in the corridors of power? I would say simply listen to the victims, listen to their lived experience and see how this terrible policy has affected them. It's a totally failed and discredited policy. It's caused suffering to thousands of people who trusted their professional advisors. It's not stopped the growth of these, these types of schemes. So they're continuing to be sold today and being targeted by these individuals who believe they can operate with impunity. And this issue is going to get worse because of the way in which the world, world of work is changing. People now will be working more flexibly and therefore more dependent upon independent um, advice from professionals. And if you have a situation where people are aggressively selling these schemes to people who want to do the right thing, we're going to have a situation where there'll be another scandal in a few more years' time. And this is particularly concerning that people returning to the NHS to help fight COVID are being targeted by these unscrupulous individuals. They need to make sure that HMRC focuses on the real villains in this, who are the promoters behind the schemes. And I would say, I must say this quite candidly, when I've spoken to people affected by this scandal, I think HMRC itself does need to consider very carefully about the way it um, deals with people who have been subjected to the loan charge. Um, There's some quite worrying evidence, which was quoted in the Morse Review, and the serious distress there. But I think it is continuing to, to, to go. And, and we really have to think very carefully about making sure that when you are in this situation, officials themselves and HMRC themselves act with empathy and understanding when dealing with people who are facing large tax bills. But ultimately, this is down to the government. The government itself must get a grip, must look at taxation policy and ensure that we take effective action against the people who are mis-selling these schemes but also make sure that we listen to the victims, we learn lessons from this, and this type of terrible tragedy is never allowed to happen again. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you started that off by saying, listen to the victims. So let's let's do just that. Wolf, would you like to finish us off? I mean, what would you say to, you know, Jesse Norman or whoever across the table? And also, what would you say to other people who might find themselves in a situation like you were, you know, approached by these promoters, what would you say to them if they were if they were offered this scheme? So, in in the first contact, Jesse, Jesse Norman, and Jim Harran, everybody that's involved in this from government side, we're real humans. Uh, we're we're dads, we're moms, uh, we're we're partners, we're active participants in, in the economy. We're as real as it gets. It's I'm yet to meet a, a fat cat. Um, victim in this. It's all, everybody is normal, normal as they can be. So stop stop making out that we're not recognized it. And I'm happy to share my story with any of them in person. 
to show them what the impact of this is and and, and where the responsibilities of this reside. And uh, I'm happy happy to sit with anybody in, in that context. In context of your second part of the question, I mean, the the impact of this should be enough to scare anyone away. But that, again, is not, not the question because the reality is no one that's joining these schemes would even know about this because the the majority of uh, the government's pursuit of this is, is maybe tweeting a bit about it um, and, and not pursuing any of the promoters. So none of us, I mean, I, I didn't uh, study tax law uh, prior to being hit by this last year, I was watching Gogglebox and reading BBC News and all the normal things. I, I had no awareness of this. And so would none of the people that get pulled into these schemes at the moment, because it shouldn't exist. These schemes shouldn't exist. That should be the pursuit. If it's if it's um, illegal, the government should be pursuing and closing that down. They shouldn't be pursuing uh, uh, crushing victims in, in the process because all they've actually done is they've they've created a, a feeding funnel for HM revenue. Promoters promote, get people into it, and then after a couple of years, they crush people, bankrupt them, and take everything they own. And this is just going to continue forever until we stop the promoting side for it. That's where the issue is with this. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if you're involved in this and and you're gonna you're being hit by this or you're scared of being hit by, by this, reach out to the Loan Charge Action Group. Uh, the the first ones you'll Google. There is so many people there that would help you in all of this context. Advise you to talk to. Um, they they saved my life. Uh, they've saved saved many others. So so do that, and then again, if if you're being if you're being pursued by promoters with this or you're not going to know up even today you won't know absolutely and that's a sobering message to end on that you know they save your life and they'll save others let's let's hope that we don't see more people lose their lives over this now look guys thank you so much for coming on today i think it's been a really important um issue to touch on i'm sure we will keep keep on it at the at the yp and hopefully wider as well um so thank you for coming on guys Thanks, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. So, look, what we should say is um, we do have a response from the government on all this. And a government spokesman said that the loan charge is designed to combat the use of loans by a very small percentage of people, generally via offshore trusts, to avoid paying tax and national insurance contributions on their income. They said other things being equal, this tax avoidance would mean that the vast majority of regular taxpayers would have to pay more in order to support our public services. And this is manifestly unfair. And that is why the government continues to take action against it. Spokesman continued, we are aware that tax burdens can add significant pressures on people and HMRC's customer facing staff are trained to ensure that the department identifies and treats customers who need extra support correctly. Where HMRC identifies customers who need extra support, it transfers customers to its extra support advisors who have the skills, knowledge and empathy to handle queries at the customer's pace and provide reasonable adjustments as required. Where a customer is unable to pay their liability in full, HMRC will work with them to agree a payment plan based on their personal financial circumstances, which is affordable and sustainable. HMRC remains committed to ensuring that everyone pays the tax they owe, including tackling the marketing and use of disguised remuneration tax avoidance schemes. 
you know, HMRC says that they are sensitive to individual circumstances and, you know, that action has been taken to implement the accepted recommendations of the loan charge review um, and that they have a promoter strategy to set out how they will deal with promoters as well. So that's what they have to say about um, the issue and that they emphasise also with anyone who believes they are misled into using these schemes, but that it is an individual's responsibility to ensure the accuracy of their tax return and understand the consequences. Thank you so much for listening to Pod's Own Country, the Yorkshire Post political podcast. I've been Jerry Scott, Yorkshire Post Westminster correspondent, and I'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, if you could leave us a review on whatever it is you usually use to listen to your podcast, it really, really helps to boost us in the charts. And we would also love it if you could subscribe and share. You can find me on Twitter at Jerry underscore E underscore L underscore Scott. Do get in touch and tell us what you'd like to hear from on the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. What's what's on the menu tonight? Oh, free-range Irish poultry, locally grown veggies, and lush superfoods. No, I meant for us, not the humans. It is for us. Now she's found Go Native Dog Food. All our meals are fine dining for dogs. Wild Atlantic salmon, organic Irish herring, or how about free-run Irish duck? (laughs) Sounds like a proper dog's dinner. Go Native. Fine dining for dogs. Get free treats this month with every dog food purchase. Search gonativedogfood.ie.